Welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm sure you've had people say to you before that you have to think bigger and you have to do bigger. And often in this regard, what they will say is that you have to 10x your thinking. You have to 10x your business. You have to 10x what you're doing. And it's become a very popular phrase. So in this episode, John and I will be discussing what it means to 10x your thinking and also give you some ideas and insights for how you can actually do it. Enjoy the episode. John, brother, how are you doing? Wonderful, man. Thank you so much. How are you? Has it changed from five minutes ago? <laughs> Listen, we, we're recording this professionally. What do you mean five minutes ago? Yeah, yeah. all good. All good, brother. So welcome to our first episode. Welcome to the very first episode of Expansive. And what we are diving into today is 10x thinking. We're going right after some big fish straight off the bat. Um, yes. Does that even make sense? Like, I feel like I'm really uh, combining metaphors. Does it, does it make it richer? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Big fish straight yes, off the I bat. Mean, yeah. Straight off the bat. Go for it, dude. Add as many of them as you want. Listen, dude. So, uh, so like we said, we, we've recorded the intro and this actually, we're recording this straight after simply because we want there to be some, some content that people can dive into after they've listened to the introduction. And what we decided mm, to speak about is to speak a bit about 10x thinking. And it's, it's very relevant mm. in your world because you're always talking about uh, how exponential the future is becoming or how exponential it is. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But what, it, what sort of sparked it for me is I had about two or three conversations this week with coaching clients and we were really talking about how big should your thinking be. So we obviously see this all the time, 10x your thinking, 10x, you know, how, like don't go 2x, don't go 4x, go 10x because it's just so much bigger and it requires you to think so differently about the challenges and the, and the problems that you face. So I thought it's a good place to start for us to kind of unpack a bit about what do we mean when we say 10x thinking and is that even the right place to start? And then if so, how can people access it? How can they start thinking a bit bigger? Because it's definitely important to do, but how we get there is as, as important. So, so I think before, before we really get stuck in, I think we've we, we got to become clear or you know, become aware of the fact that many of these terms become cliche. I think five, six years ago, the word innovation was mm. being overused and overused and really has become quite a useless word because people mm. are innovating with the most ob things and people are using it as a marketing term. And now I've seen like insurance companies uh, with billboards saying that they are the partner to help you think disruptively. And again, the word disruptive is now being, I mean, how does an insurance company help you think disruptively when yeah. it's charging mm. you there and doing the same business model? And so now 10X is becoming this new sort of moonshot thinking where Google has sort of kickstarted it off with Singularity jumping on board. So again, 10X, is, we must be very like, careful that it's not becoming another cliche saying mm. or a term. And so let's unpack that and, and let's really get to grips with what it means to think 10X and why it's possible for everybody listening to this podcast. Everybody. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, kick us off. Like when I, say, when I say 10X thinking, at least for me, what it just means is our ability to stretch what we think is achievable and what we think we can actually do because we tend to just sort of let me let me rewind quickly for a moment 
I've always been a very big proponent of the idea of marginal gains, right? So like the idea that if you're 1% better today than you were yesterday, then you're winning. And if you can be 1% better tomorrow than what you were today, then you're winning. So I've always liked that concept. But what I've recently realized is that if you do that without properly setting the baseline, you might not get where you want to go, right? You might not achieve the big dreams you want to achieve because you're just being 1% better every day. So I really think what, what 10x thinking, if we just going to stick with the term for now, means is how do I think bigger about my future? And then how do I reverse engineer that to today so I know what I need to do today that gets me there? So for me, it's really an exercise in reverse engineering to find the actions for today. I'm so glad you said that because for me, I made a vlog from New York a little while back and, and that was called, what is the difference between linear lives and exponential lives? Mm. And the, the, the concept of exponential lives is starting from the, from the end with the end in mind. And I think it's called first principle uh, thinking, which is what Elon Musk uses as well in order to design his businesses is starting with the end in mind. But I think the biggest sort of challenge when it comes to thinking 10 X is that people one don't have clarity of the mm -hmm. ultimate goal that they want to achieve mm -hmm. Two, They don't have the audacity to think that big enough three. They don't have the capacity to hold that. So, so much potentiality and four, it's so daunting to think that big, that it's much more comfortable to think within your comfort zone. Mm. So ultimately, if you want to think 10x, it's a very, very important internal job to build the capacity, the audacity, and the real potential that you have within yourself for you to believe that potential and to really think much bigger and bolder than you ever have. And we got to start there because if you internally can't grasp the concept of being a global superstar or to be somebody who's a multi-millionaire in dollars or somebody who impacts the whole of Africa to bring clean drinking water to everybody. Those are audacious goals, you know? Mm. And so internally, what happens to you when you think of those things? And ultimately, most people become incredibly frightened. Mm. And so it's much easier to be incremental in your living. It's much safer because what you do then is that you don't disturb the waters around yourself, around your life, around your friends, around your social circle. Because ultimately, if people around you don't go, ooh, who do you think you are? Once you've told them your 10x plan, <laughs> it ain't big enough, Chana. That's the <laughs> truth. And so, you know, you've got to be thinking to the point where you make everybody around you uncomfortable with how audacious that process is. Mm. And do you think that you should also feel uncomfortable at first? Like, Because, uh, I mean you have to have the belief that you can achieve it. Like that's, that's so fundamental. Like when you, when you set out for achieving this big vision of the future, you need to believe you can achieve it. But I think well, there's, you an, see, yeah, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just saying, I think there's an initial phase where you are just as uncomfortable with it uh, before you believe in yourself and your ability to do it. Does that make sense? Well, I think the thing, yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, I, like I started off is, I, I, I write to learn. I don't learn to write. And that's the thing is that most people are scared because they say, I'm not good enough. Mm. Yes, you're not good enough now. But by putting yourself into that concept of moonshots and 10x, you force yourself to get better. 
Mm. You know, you force yourself to bring about the people into your world that help you get better. So if you want to um, uh, be fitter or to be leaner and you've got an audacious goal to have a six-pack in the next four months and, you know, you're quite tubby or chubby, you know, what you do is you force yourself to get the best personal trainer, the best nutritionist, the best based on that exponential goal that you've put in place. So I think the biggest fear is people thinking they're not good enough to mm. be able to achieve that massive goal. But the truth is, of course you're not. Because mm. if you were, you'd already be there. Mm. And so it's the journey of getting better. And, and, and for me, you know, having a New York Times bestseller has been a sort of, sort, of like, sort of intention that I've had. And I honestly, truthfully think that I need to be a much better thinker and writer to start playing with the Brenner Browns and the Simon Sinek's of the world. But ultimately, that is my aim. And so mm. I will get better and I am doing more courses and I am bringing better writers into my world that help me solidify and structure my thinking in a different way. So am I good enough right now for a New York Times bestseller? I don't think so. Will I be? Damn sure I will be. Mm. And so that's the process. You know, it's that audaciousness. You know, I, um, I think one of the most important aspects of this whole process for you to believe is to surround yourself with people who believe in big things, you know, mm. and we always talk about how important it is to have the right kind of people around you. But I've really seen it when it comes to like very practically when it comes to the people that you surround yourself with, because when they achieve certain things, it makes you understand that like, you know, they're your friends, they're, they're your peers, they're your colleagues. Mm. And so if they can do it, you can do it. And so like it, it starts opening your mind to what you think is possible. And I think that it's really, really hard if you are, yeah, if you like doing it on your own without, you know, you, you can look to the big superstars, you can look at, to the Simon Sinek's mm. of the world and like, you can think, well, if they mm. can do it, I can do it. But I think it's a much harder leap. It's or a much bigger leap. Whereas if you can look at the people around you in your immediate circle and you see what they're doing and they're thinking, mm. it feels more accessible. And so it feels like, well... And also, you know, we're all part of each other's journeys. So if you're going on a big journey, you are taking me with you. And if I'm going on a big journey, I'm taking you with me. So I think in those so I think, two... I think the thing, I want to unpack that. Mm. I want to unpack, I mean, you, you're absolutely right, but I want to unpack that surrounding yourself with the right people. And, you know, I, I get certain people that reach out to me that want to hang with me. And I think yeah. the worst concept, and please, if every listener is listening to this, never say to somebody, I want to pick your brain. Yeah. It sounds sore. I don't want anybody yeah. touching my brain. And so, you know, maybe share stories. Is, it's very selfish. Mm. And so maybe share stories is the right way to go about making that sort of comment if you're reaching out to somebody. But it's not about choosing the right people to be around. It's about naturally coming into contact with the people that have done the same amount of work as you. And there was a great meme on Instagram a while back that said, Anybody who's done anything extraordinary has spent many, many weeks away from society in solitude working on themselves and their highest fascination. Mm. And so when you think about wanting to be about, wanting to hang with those people, the truth is you have to become those people. Mm. And then it's a very natural way because then you're on the same level and birds of a feather kind of stick together. So it's not so much about reaching to the right people. It's about becoming those people. Mm. And in that process, I will naturally come into contact with Simon Sinek because mm. I will be on that level of thinking. So before we carry on, tell me about your 10X plans, uh, Eric. Yeah. You know, it's been, 
it's been really interesting to me how it's shifted over the years. And I think especially since coming into, into speaking and coaching, you know, it's become a lot more tangible. And, and, and that's why like the people that you surround yourself with has become such a big thing for me. Um, and what I've noticed, because this is something people ask me quite often is what do you do with the friends like who, who aren't necessarily on the same level, who aren't moving towards the same objectives or have the same ambition or whatever it may be. And I think what happens, as you were saying, like as you become someone new who attracts new people into your life, certain relationships just sort of fall apart and it falls apart quite organically. And because of that, it makes space for the new. So it's not, you don't even have to cut someone off. It doesn't have to be that sort of hard, like, you know, now we're no longer friends. It becomes quite a uh, natural transition to moving into different circles. But dude, so to come no, back I to my, agree. Yeah. yeah, to come back to my 10x, I actually have uh, on my board right next to me, uh, if you know me at all, you'll know, I, I have two whiteboards sitting on my right hand side. It is where my brain lives. And on this board, I have my values. I have my North Star. So these are all things that I, I walk in every morning into my office and I, I look at these and I'm like, this is what I want to embody. This is what I'm working towards. And my North Star is really five points and it's, it's quite big, right? But it's not necessarily deadline driven or uh, it's not necessarily very, very specific, you know? So things like having best-selling books, things like coaching at a very specific level, speaking at a very specific level. Obviously, I want to be a, a global speaker as well. Uh, having the Mental Performance Lab as a coaching organization at a certain level. And these are things that I've I just gone and I said to myself, what does the biggest iteration of this look like? And I know that a couple of years down the line, that biggest iteration will be very different but these are all things that I, you know, they, they're very much in the future. It's not something that I can achieve just by like doing a couple of changes and then six months down the line, I have it. So I sit with that well, every single day. Yeah, listen, I mean, I love that about you, you know, and I have seen those whiteboards when we on video chat. But, you know, the thing for me is that timelines are, I think they're bullshit. And I'll tell you why, is that mm. it's a consciousness process is you know, some people will never reach those timelines. Just because you put end of the year, it doesn't mean, have you changed your consciousness? Have you mm. changed your projection, your capacity and your audacity? Do you believe more about yourself? And ultimately, time is a construct of this reality. It's not a construct of other realities. And in theta brainwaves, and if you do any work with Dr. Joe Dispenza, you'll know that in the theta brainwave, there is no time. And so what we have to realize is that all of our 10x dreams and aspirations and intentions are about us evolving mm. to a mm. point where we think we deserve that. We think we add that sort of value and we've dealt with the capacity to hold that so much success because ultimately, you know, you want to be that successful. You got to hold all that success. You got to be okay with millions of people around you looking up to you and, millions of people reading your stuff and then a lot of them, I'm not sorry, not a lot of them, a percentage of them not liking you. That's a big, mm. hard process to want to swallow, you know? And I think all of those things is not time dependent. It's consciousness dependent. It's mm. capacity dependent. It's your relationship with success, you know? And I think many, many people are scared of success. They're scared to put themselves out there because you'll have the naysayers, because you'll have your friends saying, who do you think you are, but 
Why do you mm. think you're going to do that? And, you know, people holding you back based on their lack of projections. And I think it was Grant Cardone who said it best. He said, there are no haters in the world. They're just quitters. Mm. You quit on your dreams, so you're hating on mine. And that's something I keep using in my own internal dialogue because I have a lot of people that enjoy my work and I have some muhus who don't. And that's mm. cool. Mm. You know, and that's what it is. So I've got to keep reminding myself. And Seth Godin said, remember, not everybody's going to love your work. And just because you get some people that don't like you, doesn't mean you must stop your response must be my work. Everybody. And so when yeah. you're thinking 10 X yeah. and you're thinking this sort of global impact, which you have Eric and the potential I see 100% with you, it's about you believing that you can do it sooner than mm. later. And so really important to one, have them, but also become grateful for them like they've already happened rather than always stretching for them in the future, which is something I'm working on a lot for myself is, you know, I want, I want to have all these incredible intentions come into fruition, but I've need, really got to accept that they're already part of me and to become grateful for them rather than always stretching them to be out there because the more I stretch them to be out there, guess what? They'll be out there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, I think let's start wrapping this up. When, when we talk about 10x thinking, uh, what we're saying is you have to stretch what you think is possible. And, you know, very practically speaking, like how I sometimes tell people to go and sort of play with this idea is to really use it as a thought exercise and say to yourself, what do I think the future, what I think is, is possible for me in the future? And then go and 2x that, like so do a bit of thinking around what does it look like if you just double your company in size or double the amount of employees you have or uh, whatever the case may be for you, but then go and do it at a five X level and then go and do it at a 10 X level and really like really play with what the future could look like. If you just started removing some of the limitations that you've put on yourself. And then once you've done that, once you've created the, the big future, you have to realize that it's going to be created through you and because it's coming through you, it means you have to do the internal work. You have to do the deep work first. And that if you can start getting your mind into a state where you believe that what you've set out is possible, then you'll also start taking the right kind of actions. You will attract the right kind of people. You will make the right kind of decisions that ultimately lead you to that much bigger vision of the future. So I love that, Eric. I love you think that. that. You think that's a good I summary? Love your system. I think it's a fantastic summary. And I think our next uh, podcast, what we should focus on is what this looks like internally. Like how do you prepare for it internally? Mm -hmm. And also for us to share our own stories around what we've done on a physical level and an emotional level and on a spiritual level, where we prepare potentiality. And as the payoff line for our podcast says, for our infinite potentiality. And so mm. I think this has been a great topic to start with, the topic of 10 x and thinking this bigger bolder more courageously but let's dive deep into what happens on a very guttural level inside us mm. you and me and mm. what we've done in order to help people really develop the the the, the, the uh, perseverance and the quality within ourselves to think 10x and to actually mm. you know one of the things that i keep coming back to is this idea that we shape our environment and then our environment shapes us and it's always like, your, so what it, what it says is your thinking creates what's happening around you. What's happening around you then shapes your thinking. And you can either mm. then approach your life from two different angles. You can wait for the environment to change mm. something for you so that you can change. And so the economy changes. Mm. Cool. Now I can think bigger or mm. uh, I have a new friend. Now I can think bigger. And like, 
So you're mm. always waiting for things to change. And then that gives you permission to change mm. yourself. And mm. I just wish more people would say, let me take control of it. Let me start changing my thinking. Let me start thinking bigger. Let me start stretching myself. And then because I'm doing that, then my environment's going to change. And because my environment then changes, it changes me back. And it becomes this beautiful loop. Yeah, feed forward loop. Well, and it's just like, oh, well, it just accelerates, you know? I think that the term that I think we should end this, uh, this, this podcast off with is your life is an echo chamber to mm. who you think you are. Mm. It's not, it's not happening to you. It's happening through you. And yeah. when you take the responsibility of understanding this, 10 X becomes an obvious process. Yeah. But Eric, this has been fascinating brother. What Love a fantastic it. first podcast. I hope all our listeners have enjoyed it. It's lost John there at the last moment. Uh, but thank you for listening and make sure to subscribe to the podcast. This podcast will be available on all different channels and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode.